Brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope. And that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Hear the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, well, this morning we're continuing our, our series uh, talking about family values, values that are important uh, to us as a church. Uh, how about I share with you the values that we've looked at so far? So we've looked at worship. Uh, we pursue God in our worship together as we embrace all he has for us in our relationship with him. Uh, we've looked so far at word that we invite God to continually convert us to his ways through his word and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we have looked at devotion. Our devotion is expressed through extravagant love humble service and radical generosity. And this week, uh, we are talking about family. Uh, we all have one. We've all grown up in one. Uh, what does family mean to you? When, when I say family, what, what does that mean to you? Throw out some words. This is not a rhetorical question. Unconditional love. Patience. We grow on patience in families and as they learn to listen. <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Peter? Parents and siblings, there's generations, there's mums and dads. Uh, what, what, I missed the one down the... Respect, yes. Extended families, so there's a connection by blood. Uh, sometimes not by blood, there's relationships. Care. Care. 
Uh, yeah, sometimes there's a moral compass. So family has a whole bunch of things, uh, and some people have good experiences of family, others have average experiences of family, uh, but family is very much something that uh, characterizes uh, something that we are called into by God. Uh, we're called, invited into being brothers and sisters in, in the family of God. And so when we talk about family, these are some things that, that we want to see happening in our church. Uh, that we're a church where everyone belongs because we are united as a family in Jesus. So we faithfully seek to welcome, include, love and honour all. Uh, that is, when people come, we want them to find a sense of belonging. We find our belonging as followers of Jesus. We're not joined by uh, the, the blood that we were born with, but we're joined by the blood of Jesus and we are one family. And so we want it to be a place of, of welcoming, where people uh, feel welcome among our family. I wonder when you think of your home and you invite others into it, what makes them feel part of the family? Food. Food definitely makes me feel welcome. <laughs> what, what else? Yeah, inviting them in, making them feel comfortable. Uh, so one of the things that I... I love this this example is in terms of if someone's got refrigerator rights in your home they can walk they can walk into your home open the fridge and look what there is to eat they're part of the family aren't they because because everyone in the family walks in and checks what's out in the fridge and eats something eats leftovers you you guys obviously have those rights among your families refrigerator rights that that you can come and that you can sit in any chair, that you can make yourself comfortable, uh, that if it's too hot, you can turn the heating down or turn the cooling on. That there's a sense of feeling welcome means you feel at home. And so people, when they come here, should feel a, a similar sort of thing. Uh, some, some homes have, have lots of rules, and we can take our earthly family and kind of project it onto the church. That's not always a good thing. The do not touch, uh, you must do this, uh, be seen but don't be heard. Uh, those, are, those are rules that can sometimes be brought into the church and are really unhelpful because they don't communicate the, the family that we're really part of, that is God's family. And so when we're thinking about welcome, we want to think uh, of how people can be made to feel welcome in God's family. And so that's, that's better than the families that we grew up in. So we need to think about that. What does it look like for someone to feel really welcome here? And it generally looks like not telling them all the rules as they walk in the door, not telling them not to do something, making them feel at home, offering them food, coffee, a drink, a conversation. That helps people to feel welcome. Uh, what about included? Uh, included is about someone just not turning up and no one talking to them, but people inviting them deeper in relationship. That's what inclusion looks like, love that is accepting people for who they are and not judging them based on where they've been, but inviting them as they are to come and be part of the family. And then honour. Well, what does that look like? It means thinking the best of each other, speaking the best of each other, uh, acting the best towards each other. So, so these are things 
What does it mean that we have a father? What, what do fathers typically do? <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. They demonstrate what it looks like to feel at home. He sits on the couch and reads the newspaper because he's worked hard to provide for the family. That there's provision, uh, there's shelter. Uh, fathers create an environment where kids can thrive, where life is shared. Uh, earthly fathers never do it perfectly. But we have a heavenly father that wants to invite us into to his family and to learn what a perfect father looks like. And so that's the invitation. You don't have to worry about your future. You don't have to worry about shelter over your head. Uh, you don't have to worry about whether you're loved or not. Uh, you don't have to worry about who you're going to be because the role of, of earthly fathers is to call out identity in children, to call children up into who... Uh, who our Father in Heaven has designed us to be. And so that's who, our, that, that's who our Father is and that's what our Father does. In Romans, which we heard read, it says this. It says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. When you become a Christian, you receive the Holy Spirit and, and you begin this journey of being led by God's Spirit. Often when someone becomes a Christian, they've not recognize God as their father. But we receive a spirit, uh, not of slavery, to fall back into fear, but you've received a spirit of adoption. That is, you've been brought into a new family. That is, the spirit's role is to adopt you, include you in the family. So when we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we're the children of God, so that the Spirit's work in us is so that what will well up within us is a love for our Father in heaven. You, you may have come and you may have known uh, that there's salvation uh, for your sin through Jesus as you put your faith in God. The Spirit's role is to connect you to the Father. Jesus says that as, as you receive the Spirit, the Spirit will join you to the Father and you will know the Father as I know the Father. And so that's one of the roles of the Holy Spirit, to lead us on this journey. And so the Spirit tells us, reminds us that we're children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. What does it mean that we're heirs? Uh, his inheritance is ours. We don't have to worry about our future because his wealth is ours. His resources are ours. We're invited into the family, the one who made the world. We're heirs of that. We have nothing to worry about because uh, it's ours in Jesus. Uh, Jesus uh, uh, with, has invited us into this deep relationship. But as we are heirs and, and joined to heirs with Jesus as our brother, uh, we suffer with him. Why, why is that? Well, we live in a world that doesn't necessarily receive us as, as sons and daughters. Uh, we, we represent a father who calls us to live out purpose and... We do that with him. Uh, and as we give up of ourselves in order to love the way he loves us, there's a suffering in that. As we lay down our rights in order to love others well, there's a, there's a cost in that. 
And in the world, that's difficult because you get rejected and love doesn't get returned. But here, as we build the family value among us, and as we're all seeking to love in the way that we've been loved, then it should work as I love you well, seeking not to love myself well. And as you love me in the way that you've been loved by the Father, it should work that we all feel loved and included, seen, known, and loved. But, but there's, a, there's a cost in that. Uh, the, and we recognize that actually future glory is what we look forward to, not necessarily glory in the here and now. I want to give you a thought. When we know Jesus as Savior and we don't know God as Father, we can still live as orphans. You can come, you can be a Christian, you can be part of the church, and you can know Jesus as your Savior, that you're saved from your sin, that you have a connection with God, but until you know him as your Father, you'll live in the world as an orphan. Uh, the, the orphan's always seeking to prove itself, always seeking to earn its future, always needing to defend and protect, uh, is insecure, is missing the security that comes from a Father that approves and loves and pursues we can know Jesus as Savior, but there's a journey that all of us are on and all of us are in different places of knowing God as Father that the Spirit wants to lead each of us on. Uh, that's something uh, on my heart. At one, one point, we might do a series in what it looks like for us to be children of God and to know God as Father and that journey of healing that's required as we have the, the layers of this world taken off and we see Him as, as He is. And that's an incredible journey of knowing that the author of love himself. So we can know Jesus as a saviour, but if you, if you don't know God as father, and, and earthly fathers have a lot to answer for sometimes, all of us included, uh, then there's more for you in your relationship with God. It continues in Romans 8 and it says this. It says, Creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in the hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. The creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of children. See, everyone in this world is living apart from God unless they know him through faith in Jesus. And everyone in this world is living as an orphan, until they meet him. And there's a longing in this world, a searching in this world for who are the children. Because if you find the children, and the children know who their father is, well, who do you need to follow? You follow a child until you find the father, right? So, so we're called to follow uh, children of God who know God as father, and in that following, we find the father. And so... You know, like none of us in, is in a better position to know the Father. I'm not more elevated than you are. Everything I have in God is available to you. Uh, what I know of God, I, I try to reveal and encourage you in, but it's accessible to you. Uh, and so the creation's longing for this revelation of who the children of God are so that they may find the Father who created them. The missing ingredient often of faith is intimacy, that is religion without relationship, uh, rules without connection. And 
what we need to as, as a church is to grow in intimacy. Intimacy could be broken down, as you're learning to spell it, in into me see. Do you let God see into the depths of you, your, your darkest thoughts, your biggest challenges? What about the people of God? Do you invite them into that place so that the love of God may be brought by the people of God? As we reveal ourselves to him, invite him into those places of need and hunger and desire, we see that his love transforms and changes us. As we invite others as our family into that place of need and vulnerability, we find that his love through them changes us as we love well. Uh, Romans 8 continues, it says, We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now. Not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. There's a groaning in life that we still experience, <laughs> maybe a creaking as you get up in the morning, your body doesn't quite work uh, the way it's meant to. Uh, the promise of Jesus is not that we're going to have perfect bodies in this life. We pray for healing and we, uh, I do see him heal bodies, but the promise of Jesus is actually he's doing a work on the inside at the moment. We carry this treasure that he's building on the inside in jars of clay. That is, through our frailty, our human frailty, we shine brightly, the, the light of Jesus, and yet our bodies uh, are not uh, yet redeemed. See, the promise for all of us in Jesus is that we get new bodies, but, and we groan for new bodies, but we haven't yet received them. That, that comes when Jesus returns, but in the meantime, there's a waiting, and in the waiting, we're, we're not called to focus mostly on the outside we're called to focus on this growing of love inside so that through ourselves in the midst of good times and bad times we shine brightly with the love of our father so we're a church uh, where everyone belongs because we're united as a family in jesus so what we do is we faithfully seek to welcome include love and honor all and that's my prayer that as you discover uh, god as your father and as you grow in that love that we will cultivate this value which we already have but we can easily grow in so that when people come it's almost like our relationships with each other and our welcoming of them lays a doormat at the door that says welcome home this family is the family that you've been looking for and searching for. And finally, you're here. The parable of the prodigal son is uh, one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Uh, the prodigal son's off living the, the high life. He spends all his money. Who's meant to go get him? It's not the father. It's actually the brother. As the brother uh, the older brother sometimes the older brother in this particular story is judgmental judges him for the way he's lived and the choices he's made in life and judges him when he comes back doesn't fetch him doesn't pursue him but we're called as we represent the father to seek the lost 
that they may not only find salvation, but that they may be welcomed home. So let me pray for us as we seek to do that. Uh, Lord God, thank you uh, for the way that you pursue us in love. Uh, thank you for how your, your grace has found us uh, in want and in need, uh, looking. I uh, thank you that for how we find uh, what we've been looking for in this world in you. Thank you that in you we are seen, uh, known and loved. Thank you, Lord, that we're no longer driven by fear of what others uh, might think uh, when we know your love. Thank you, Lord, that we're no longer driven by fear of this world uh, when we know your love. I thank you for your pursuit of our hearts and that as you pursue your, our hearts, Lord, uh, there is more for each of us to know the, the height, the width, the depth and the breadth of your love. So, Lord, uh, remove the scales from the, the eyes of our hearts. Uh, remove preconceptions, misconceptions of, of who you are. Give us a deeper revelation of yourself. By your Spirit, stir up a longing for more uh, in our relationship with you. As we find the, the more that you offer us, uh, fill us with inexpressible joy. And a confidence that you are what the world needs. Amen.